Welcome to the Thousand and One Critical Days podcast. I'm Andrea Ledson, and ensuring that every baby gets the best start for life has been my passion for over 20 years. This podcast will feature parents, politicians, practitioners, and academics who've been part of the Early Years Healthy Development Review. In each episode, we'll be exploring every aspect of the early years and discussing how we can make sure every baby gets the best start for life. In today's podcast, I will be talking to Siobhan Bailey, the Member of Parliament for Stroud. Siobhan had a baby in lockdown, the lovely Gigi, and she was also a member of the Parliamentary Advisory Group for the Early Years Review. So Siobhan Bailey, we are colleagues here in Parliament and uh, you had your first baby in lockdown. I know that you benefited from the baby leave decision taken by the House, but how was it for you having a baby in lockdown? Yeah, I mean, so a brand new MP, I was actually uh, pregnant during the elections, um, but but nobody knew because it was very, very early. So I I was sent home from Parliament um, in March due to the pandemic and people were very nervous about COVID for pregnant pregnant women so I spent quite a lot of time at home and had baby at home um, and you know was able to kind of in some ways benefit from not having to hair around Parliament like the rest of MPs Um, but the baby leave has been absolutely um, miraculous really and I don't know how MPs coped before when that wasn't in place and I give credit to uh, MPs like yourself and lots of other female MPs in particular who were real campaigners and trailblazers to make that happen and you know my hope is that people outside of this place do see um, me having had a baby, other ministers like Suella um, and Chloe and lots of Labour MPs as well, that, that they can look at that and think I could be an MP and have a family and it's completely normalised. So yeah, baby leave has been really transformational. Oh, well, that, that's really good to hear. And exactly as you say, it is about um, encouraging other women to becoming MPs and thinking they don't have to choose between a family or a political career. I and totally agree. Outside as well, you know, mo- mo- most other jobs um, you know, should and, and, and do encourage uh, women to, to take the time off once they've had a baby. So it's good that Parliament's caught up. Yeah, completely agree. And so um, Gigi was born in lockdown, and so you had to cope with that. How, How was it for you? I mean, in some ways, the world slowing down for new parents is not unusual because you can't do very much. I think there's a lot of my friends who've had babies told me they didn't leave the house very much and didn't get dressed here because it's so full on. Um, so the fact that nobody could leave the house uh, you know, was a very, almost like everybody was in the same boat. But, you know, in all seriousness, quite a scary time. There was a lot of fears about... Um, you know how COVID would affect babies. I was obviously in a very vulnerable position, having had a baby, um, um, and uh, but there were benefits as well. You know, my husband was at home with us. I have to find the silver lining. You know, he would normally be out at the crack of dawn and back late, uh, and or travelling um, internationally. So he was at home, and we've been able to bond really well as a family. Mm. So yeah, I mean, the, I think the sadness is the lack of baby groups and ability to go out and see friends. Yeah. Yeah, and and did did um, your husband enjoy it? Was it a bit uh, 
did did he love the opportunity to bond I, with Shishi? Yeah, I think he's really he's really kind of looked on it as as trying to find the positives. And um, he is. I mean, she she has her hands up to him um, whenever she mm. sees him. So that that bond is there, and it's very real. And you know, I think as when we're looking at policy and here in Parliament, we've got to constantly champion dads yeah. and the relationship with the children. I know you do that in your work. Um, for early years and but it's it's so irreplaceable um, and you know the mums and dads relationships important baby dads relationships important as important as with mums so yeah yeah exactly right and so I suppose in a way um, yeah, we all know that having a new baby is a very tricky time and the more hands around to hold the baby to let you have a shower or perhaps even eat your dinner is quite a useful thing. But was that enough? You say that it was a shame you couldn't go to see friends and other new parents. Did, did you, the two of you, become quite lonely? I think it, it was a lonely time. I mean, we, no family were allowed. So my mum is actually visiting at the moment. It's only the second time she's seen Gigi and she's now 13 months old. So there's a real sort of loss. Um, of, of that grandparent time yeah terrible grandparent support um, but I think um, a lot of my friends who've had babies so excuse me <coughs> have said that they they really lack the opportunity maternity leave is very precious and they haven't they haven't enjoyed maternity leave in the last year because it's been there's nothing to do yeah um, and no groups to go to so I think that's yeah I don't, I don't think we realize the impact of lockdown on new new families new parents new babies new families yet um, because it's so unusual what everyone's been through um, and the loneliness has been tough yeah yeah we, we've seen a lot of reports on mm. uh, the impact on the baby which of course has some benefits because in many cases both parents have been there um, but for the parents themselves they've not had their support networks or the grandparents uh, mm. the mates and so on so yeah, it has been mixed. So, um, Siobhan, what worked well and what was the worst bit? You know, what, what were the highlights and the lowlights? Um, highlights is just sort of real time. I mean, so I, I actually went back to work after four weeks, but of course, going back to work wasn't, I wasn't actually going to Parliament due to it being virtual. So, um, so I was working and Gigi would come with me. So I think that closeness of time was very important. So what worked really well was that closeness of time and the ability to spend time with um, with, with Gigi. Um, and you know, people have been really understanding about her coming with me to appointments and meetings when we were starting to have a bit more. Uh, a bit more fun. I had very very good health visitor um, support. Very very good midwife support. I think Gloucestershire in general is um, is a great area for that. So mm -hmm. I, I feel very fortunate. Oh, well, that's good. And, and what would you have had different if you could? What was the sort of the worst bit of it? Um, birth. Right. <laughs> no, I think, um, no, I, I mean, I, I think in many ways I have no comparison to a normal birth and new parent um, experience. So um, I, I think certainly from, from listening to other, other, other families that, that, you know, that they... they would have liked more time with their health visitors or more access to health visitors or more unrestricted maternity leave um, compared mm. to what's been going on in the last year. Mm. And did you um, have access to any 
um, family hub, any children's centre physically, or did you have any virtual support if you needed some advice or help in the early days? Yeah, we had um, support. So uh, we had uh, NCT um, support uh, virtually um, and health visitor support. There's no family hub in my area. I think that's a fantastic concept. I can't wait to start campa- campaigning to get a, a family hub. I think. Um, the ability to have blended services, so the digital and the um, face-to-face options is really key and I know it's something that we're looking at for Best Start for Life to roll out um, because families are busy or complicated situations like pandemics arise and we need to make sure that we can we can reach families in, in a range of different ways. Mm, mm. Yes, it seems everybody we talk to um, really wants a return to face-to-face support of course and family hubs children's centers sure starts are all incredibly popular but at the same time everybody wants to hang on to the virtual support the ability to zoom your midwife or text your health visitor yeah. and that that was what you had was it you had yeah. virtual health visitor support yeah yeah I had uh, the health visitor did come around in the early weeks but after that it was virtual and um, and we had her health checks um, online I mean but for me, we live in, we have a, like all MPs, we have a split existence between mm. Westminster life and then at home in Stroud. So the ability to dial into appointments, no matter where we were, has been actually really valuable. Um, so providing we can be absolutely sure about those safety provisions and providing midwives and health visitors are, are satis- satisfied with that, um, then I think it's a fantastic option mm. um, for, for services to be mixed. Yeah, I yeah, completely agree. And so uh, I guess you'd have a red book for Gigi, would you, Siobhan? Yes. Yeah, so one of, the, one of the things I think is really fantastic is this uh, the concept of the red book being digital. Um, uh, because and a great example of this is I had Gigi's MMR jab the other day and forgot the red book. So mm-hmm. I now need to take the red book yes. back to my doctor's surgery when I'm next in Stroud um, and, and have it filled in. So I think that, again, you know, having having a digital version of the, the child's red book, so health records, you don't have to constantly repeat yourselves, you don't have to remember it. Um, it is, it's accessible by everybody that's looking after your child, I think is really, um, it's a really fantastic concept and one of, one of the greatest kind of action points that we, we've got coming yeah. up for Best Start for Life. Yeah, I, I agree, it's a complete transformation and, um, and I was just so amazed, Siobhan, that you, not only had a baby in lockdown, but then you came straight back to work as an MP. But not only that, but you also joined the parliamentary advisory group to try and help this work as we set out the vision for the 1001 critical days. I mean, that was just so incredible. How did you juggle all of that? Well, Gigi came with me, and you probably didn't realise she was being breastfed during our meeting. So uh, when there <laughs> the advantage was, of the head and yeah, shoulders yeah, only. No, I mean, it really means a lot to me. So in my previous career, I was a family law solicitor, so seeing lots of families in breakdown and in crisis going through the court system, and that's something I want to stop. I want to help families get in earlier, early intervention. And I also went to work for a charity called One Plus One, specialising in strengthening relationships and, and supporting families families so the fact what what you are doing what we are doing with the task force is so vital mm. and that ability to help families early and, and intervene where necessary but also give families the tools to kind of learn and, and adapt and shape themselves um, will, will transform 
transform not only the, for those families but also the society and the country. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so true, and isn't it amazing the timing of the um, early years work by the Duchess of Cambridge and yes. and the fact that. Jill Biden at G7 was talking about early years um, with the Duchess. I mean, it really does seem as though at long last we've got a, a policy way forward, and not just with our own party, but cross-party. I mean, we've talked, haven't we, in the advisory group with lots of members of parliament and peers from other parties too. Yeah, no, so, I mean, I'm a massive K-Mid fan. So, um, I, you know, I, I'm really proud that she's chosen this agenda. I mean, she must have had a, a thousand choices, um, but she cares about this. She's been very thoughtful about the, you know, where changes are needed. For, for families and for our communities, and I think that you know her support is going to be really valuable. But you're right. I mean, this is we. I, you know, I hope we're knocking at an open door with local authorities and, and with policymakers um, to, to to actually implement the implement the work because it's it is just so vital. Mm, yeah, exactly. And so seamless joined up support in the Start for Life. What what does that mean to you? What would that have meant to you, Siobhan? Just the ability to kind of um, start to finish the, the information flowing freely um, from the point where you have your baby to the point where you register the birth, that information about where to go, what you know, what's available locally to you, the ability to have um, uh, people that you've met before, so whether it's health visitors, midwives, um, uh, the local nursery, the local playgroups, the singing groups. So, you know, knowing where the friendly faces are and having access to all of that and mm. making sure that um, you know whether it's the medics, whether it's the local authority, whether it is the charity sector, everybody is working together in mm. a seamless way. I think I think we'll, there's some really good practice, but there isn't that joined up thinking, and I think that's what what we can pull together with Best Start to Life. Yeah, yeah. So publishing exactly what that Start for Life offer looks like for every family so they know where to go. I, I totally agree, it's absolutely vital. So um, finally, Siobhan, what do you think success looks like? What, what would be your ideal for our vision once it's rolled out? So for, for me, success is um, a total focus on a baby's health, physical, mental and well-being development. Um, as a starting, you know, as a starting point, because we do always think about the baby, but understanding that to achieve that, you also have to have healthy parents who feel supported, know where to go, um, to get information, have all of that at their fingertips, and also make the process easier, which is where the digital, digital work, digital red book, digital support comes in as well. So we make that easier, and and I think that once you do that, you break the cycle of you know, where there's been a difficult, um, difficult upbringing, that baby then goes on to have difficult relationships themselves. You know, we, can't, we know the evidence is there, the work is done, we've just got to get on with it and implement it. And you know, I'm so grateful for you and the task force for, for, for making that happen. Well, thank you so much, Siobhan. Thanks for all your work and for your contribution today. It's absolutely lovely to speak to you. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please be sure to subscribe through the link and wherever you usually listen to your podcasts. And if you'd like to get involved, perhaps in a future episode, or to share your thoughts, please reach out to me through my website, andrealedsom.com.